Singles, the podcast about well-rounded opinions on pop music. As always, I'm Josh. That's one. Me. That's me. <laughs> and yeah, welcome to the show. Thanks for listening. We are doing hot and local. Yes. We're rating on the binary today. A bunch of new singles. Our classic gig that we we became famous for. Our psychopathic, sick, <laughs> twisted fantasy, where we compared wo- compare women. Yeah, and we tear down musicians yes. like they're nothing to us. Yep. Um, <laughs> we have a lot of singles this week, a couple of albums. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we get into that, we have a few announcements. Big news. And news. Yeah, we yeah. have news. <laughs> Wait, what were the news? I literally already forgot. Hot Local Singles News Network. Okay, let's go. <laughs> so we have an award show coming up. We, yeah. were like, we were like worried that nothing else fun was going to happen all year so we made something and it's called the hot local singles first annual floppy awards and it's not only about bad music it's about good music too you Mm -hmm. can vote now there's a link and good moments there's like my favorite category is the slay yes mama award for moment of the year slay yes mama (laughs) award yeah truly fun to vote you don't have to put in your email or anything just go do it and set it to your friends with taste, because I don't want to name any names, but some K-pop stands mm-hmm. found it and are wreaking havoc upon it. So yeah. if you have to disqualify or <laughs> commit voter fraud, I'm open to that. I am open to <laughs> getting ballots mailed in the last yeah, yeah, minute yeah. just to, to find the K-pop stands. I agree. Yeah. yeah, I mean, no, they can't win this. They can't. Win That's this. not what we do here. No, this is not the <laughs> podcast for that. But yeah, so please vote at the floppies. You also, if you are a patron, a little local, we, as we call them, you have a bonus category to vote in, yeah. which is the Longevity Award for album released in late 2019. Snappy. <laughs> Snappy title. <laughs> Might have to change that, yeah. Um, and also, if you listen on Patreon, we just rated some brand new Christmas songs that came out, including The New Mariah with Ariana and Jennifer Hudson and a bunch of others too, so... That's what's on Patreon. As usual, please, we beg you to subscribe. And when my knees beg. <laughs> right? We're yeah. begging. Yeah, I'm begging. I think so. We're past the, the point of asking. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially during Christmas time. Think about it. It's just yeah. like buying us a Christmas gift. Yeah, our families are starving. <laughs> it's so nice. I delete. <laughs> I retract. I retract. Um, speaking of hunger... Oh. Um, the Spotify wrapped results let me pretty hungry for actual good content. <laughs> so Spotify wrapped, yeah. Yeah. Spotify wraps. Listener, do you have a Spotify account? <laughs> Even if you don't, everyone on Twitter was talking about the, the Spotify and the Spotify results, and then the few people with Apple Music were posting like yeah. their own. They're like listener accounts. Yeah. yeah. It's not as fun. I mean, I feel sorry for them. Well, it's genius marketing. So in case you don't have Spotify, which is totally valid, mm-hmm. they basically just like spit back your data at you and like cute graphics. Um, they do your nothing top songs, really. your top artists. And yeah, they like cl- always claim you've listened to like hundreds and hundreds of genres. But as we kind of discovered this week, they are so distinctly Spotify based that they actually oh, mean nothing. They're fake. It's just like, it's kind of just so they can 
scan music as it enters the system and then like yeah. designate it something. Yeah. I feel like that's how they make all their playlists. It's like so automatic. And it's it's how they make their playlists, it's how they give you recommendations, but it's never related. Like it's never about like a formal analysis of the music. It's not at all this like music out of this component. It's more about like users who listen to Poppy also happen to listen to Slater, also listen also happen to listen yeah. to like this. So through this like association of nodes of data, they make a genre out of nowhere and because it's so out of nowhere they have to give it names such as escape room yeah anyways like last year i got a couple of really crazy genres but they were like crazy but they had like a basis in actual like music journalism at least they're like the deconstructed club that, that's a thing it's like a weird genre but it exists yeah wait was that on spotify yeah last year i didn't get it this year deconstructed club yeah i find them so fascinating like, yeah they go really deep, and obviously a lot of them are just, like, spin-offs of K-pop, basically. But, yeah, like, or Classify hyper-pop. is one, as in, I guess, like, Spotify Classical. Water is a, is a genre. Mm-hmm. Our friend Andy got crazy ones. I think he showed us. I got really standard ones. I literally, for the first time since I have Spotify, got, like, pop, rock, rap, art yeah. pop. That's it. That was literally it. But speaking of like the top songs, everyone was commenting on the fact that everyone had a Lady Gaga song in their top five. Yeah. And it, it, people were saying that it seemed like sketchy. I mean, not people. I think there's a couple of users like Max Pat. Do you follow him on Twitter? I think he said that. Max other people. Yeah, Max Pat. We're saying that it was a bit weird. I have a couple of theories for it, which one of them I already shared. I think that music that was released early in the year obviously gets mm. an advantage because you just had more time to play it. Um, the second yeah. thing, if you're someone who works out, your workout playlist <laughs> is going to be your top 20, essentially. That is exactly right. Yeah. That's like, that's why I have Lady Gaga on my Same. artist list. Same. Because of Stupid Love. I streamed Stupid Love a lot when it came out. Really? I worked out a lot to it. But it's not on my top songs, in the top five at least. Yeah. Should we just say our top five for fun? My top five was so embarrassing, but I'm willing to share it. I haven't shared this yet either. Well, actually, I sent it to Kelly Lay, who's a singer, because my top song was The Reason, featuring Kelly Lay, oh, yeah. which is like a UK EDM thing. And I tried to copy that because my song was my first song was Yikes by Nicki Minaj, and I tagged her on my thing. <laughs> and I'm still waiting for her response. She'll Patiently see it. Patiently waiting, yeah. She'll see it. <laughs> and then second, I have Anthems by Charlie, and then I have Mixer, the Predator remix by Amber Mark, mm-hmm. Malibu Kim Petras, and five is I Finally Understand by Charlie. So much Charlie. So yeah, it is... It's a bunch of Charlie. And then I see like Chloe, Brandy, more Charlie, more Chloe, mm. <laughs> Undia, One Day. That's number 11. My number one was Yikes. And I think it's only because it came out so early. Like I know for a fact that I listened to this song a lot, but since yeah. like July really happened, I don't know. Um, then was Replay by Lady Gaga. Then Don't Start Now. The Dom Dollar remix. So, like, not even yeah, the actual love one. That remix. I love that remix for some reason. It's just so easy to listen to, I think, is why I love it. And I always listen to it when I work out. My workout music, like, determination is something that is like really easy on my ears and obviously hyper. Hmm. Um, and number four is 911 by Lady Gaga. Number five is Party for You by Charlie XCX. Then American Lana Del Rey, Little Star Madonna, Violence Grimes, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so it wasn't just 2020 music. No, actually. I was wondering about that. Yeah, no. Did you get a top 5% or like top 1% of anything? Lana. 
Which was it? Like 0. 0.05? 0. 0.05. 0. 0.05. Yeah. I think I, was, I got 0. 0.5 of Charlie, yeah. Right. Yeah, I was like the least impressive um, subsection of listeners because it went as low as like 0. 0.05. I think they have a 1% still. I oh, think. really? I think, I think. I'm not sure. Someone was saying like, how are you all in the top 1% of these random people? Right, yeah. And someone was like, well, if 100 people listen to a song once and you listen twice, then you're in the top 1%. <laughs> nice. So, like, I think the long tail of these artists is just so huge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I must say, for me, this year, it was the poppiest it's ever been, my mm. top songs. I wonder how that connects to our 2020 times. It also connects a lot in the sense that I usually, like, in past years, so do Spotify constantly like all the time now i only use it like now i use youtube way more than i use yeah. spotify because i'm at home all the time so i can use it on my laptop right so i feel like all of the songs that i didn't listen to to work out are not on this list because i use That's spotify true when i was like using my phone to work out at home or whatever mm -hmm. it's an interesting situation do you do classes online anymore or like youtube uh, videos like fitness yeah i do yoga with adrian do you know that girl? That's fun. Yeah. No, I don't know Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Adrian either, but she's like a famous YouTuber for yoga. Cool. She's like a loser. She, she, has, she has like the worst aesthetic, like very yoga. And just yeah. Which like, yeah, but she's really cute. My like online YMCA classes have the worst music and they've clearly only licensed like 10 songs because it's all these off-brand EDM <laughs> covers of like Miley Cyrus and stuff. It's probably so expensive. To get like real music just for Right. Me. Yeah. It's pretty it's like pretty fucking dramatic. The the amount of jumping around I'm doing at home <laughs> this week. But do you live in an apartment? I forget. I'm on the second floor, yeah. So someone underneath is hearing you jumping around? Yeah, but she's an old woman and like whenever I do see her, she's like, Oh, I thought you were on vacation. She oh, can't crazy. hear shit. She can't hear <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, oh, that's girl. good for you. <laughs> girl, I'm watching TV. I'm just sitting no, down girl. on the couch. That's the problem. <laughs> Should we talk about escape room, the genre? We mentioned it briefly. So speaking of genres, I, I found the one that our friend Andy got, Permanent Wave. Permanent Wave. What is Like that? a perm? <laughs> <laughs> like, doesn't make any sense. New wave that is not new because it's now permanent. I don't know. Oh, good point. No, I mean, it's Like timeless that. wave? Timeless I do have to wave. wonder, like, obviously people named that, but like it must have been... Like the songs that fit into the category must have been like sucked into a yeah. bunch by the algorithm first, and then like someone must name them after. Well, I just googled permanent wave as we in in, in real time, and there's a Reddit post for it from 2015. Hmm. Someone's asking, "What is it?" Um, and then someone is commenting, "No doubt, Radiohead, Bjork, The Offspring. Those are not the same." It's rock music. Green Day, yeah. Arctic Monkeys. It's rock music after the 2000s. This is, it's not a thing. It's not a genre. Same with Escape Room, though. Like, yeah, what is Escape There's something room? vast about Escape Room. Like, I found details. Because, again, people have been, like, noticing this on their wrapped for years now. These, like, crazy yeah. Spotify genres. Well, actually, The Fader wrote an article about Escape Room. I'm just looking at Oh. Crazy, yeah. Well, I, I was reading something else on, like, I think just Medium. But anyways... Mm -hmm. Basically, it's a genre that was created based on, like, escape room owners and fans, what they put on their own escape room playlists. That's insane. 
It's fucking insane. So it ends up being a lot of like kind of chill R and B, like right, right, permanent R and B. You could call it even. <laughs> but then like, I like that. there's like a list here though, and it's like Sophie, Dorian, Electra, Shy Girl too. So it's like some R and B, definitely female vocals, but then a lot of electronic pop too. Imagine like trying to escape a room while Pony Boys playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> that Pony. sounds perfect. It's like, literally you know, not a cohesive genre, yeah. It's the anxiety attack of hearing Sophie in an escape you know, an escape I've never been to an escape room, but I imagine they're anxious. But also anxiety Solange and like Janelle Monet, yeah, it makes no sense. Um I have been to an escape room. I went with a class uh, once. Crazy. What and yeah, the it was just like so low rent. Like you're literally yeah. in plywood <laughs> is the vibe. <laughs> and then there's like shit hidden and like maybe a clock that you have to turn the arms of to a certain time you know it's like just little games i hate that i hate i hate it it's not hate, satisfying to me yeah it's like the lowest form of entertainment go watch a movie listen to music i hate yeah, stream activities. a podcast i hate activities for once that's my like my take of the night i hate activities i hate people go on dates and they go like rock climbing or like you know what i mean yeah, of course yeah, yeah just get a drink i think i'm thinking of like dating shows actually it's probably not real life People don't actually mm, do that. Like The Bachelor. They're always yeah. doing shit. Or like Next. I'm thinking of Next. Pre-COVID, I would always be like, first date for me was always bar. Like, I don't do anything else. Always no, bar. Yeah. No dinner. Window seat if no you're lucky. No dinner because you're allegedly going to be fucking and we're gay men and we we won't yeah. get into the details of that. Pro-Anna. No movies. <laughs> no movies. <laughs> movies are like a third date thing for me, I think. Like, I need to be bust for the first date. If you really want to get to know me, I have to be like... Yeah. Well, yeah, you can't talk during movies. Like, then you just have to, like, mumble about the movie after. Yeah. Boring. Yeah, no, no, no. No, that's, that, that's like, actual boyfriend material to go to a movie, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with that. It's to escape talking. It's not to learn <laughs> about someone. Escape room? Escape rooms? That's going to be a note for me. <laughs> Okay, that's enough about Spotify for once. Yeah. Um, although, tons of new music was released, and chances are you listen to it on Spotify, so hmm. maybe I take that back. But yeah, we got some singles. We're going to speed around for you. Then we're going to talk about the Miley album, which I would love to not think about ever again, but anyways. <laughs> and then there's a Rico album that just came out too, Rico Nasty. Yeah. Came out Friday night. And we would love to discuss it. But first singles so the first single up is by a pop music legend by the mm. name of britney spears the name of the that's, single that's is right. swimming in the stars and it's a like a b-side from her glory era back in 2016 that never made it onto the record because the song is bad and it wasn't wait is it actually a b-side yeah it's not a b-side no it's just like from the sessions of glory right okay that's all it's terrible like Moon Ring vibes. So something that was recording recorded during those times but never made it out on That Glory. explains why it sounds the way it does. So bad, yeah. It's pretty awful production. Pretty awful production. For those of you who haven't listened to it, it's like a mid-tempo song with like soaring choruses and like yes. I don't even know how to like describe the production. It's just bad. It's like foot stomping almost, but there's tons of synths too. It's yeah. almost like a we will rock you beat, but then synth. <laughs> Yeah. I know I'm not doing it justice, but it also—it's honestly just a bad song. It's just, Did you just a bad song. Happen to notice who was written and produced by? No. Hillary Duff's husband. No way. What is his name? Why would I know who is her husband? Is? I, well, I, I looked it up. So yeah, you would. <laughs> okay. But it's the writer of Clarity by Zed, if you recall, and it kind of yeah. has a. There's like a thread there, I think. You know. Okay. Okay. 
in terms of like visuals, like swimming in the stars and clarity right. and whatever. Why isn't he producing music for Hillary Dove? Well, thank God he's not, first of all, but maybe he is. I don't yeah, know. I guess. <laughs> maybe he is. Remember when Hillary Dove saved pop music in 2015 and UK <laughs> let her flop? <laughs> we let her flop. Yeah. Um, speaking of flop, Swimming in the Stars is a local song. Well, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a really bad song, and I kind of wish Britney had just not released it. She released it on the occasion of her birthday, which was pretty recent. She's a Sagittarius. <laughs> but essentially, to me, the song, it just doesn't hit me in, at any level. It's not no, guilty no, pleasure no, no. pop. It's not, obviously, like quality, quality music either. It's just no. a throwaway song that should have stayed in the bin. I don't know why yeah. they took it out and published it. I had one it. second or two even of being so happy to hear her voice. Mm-hmm, but it like mm-hmm. vanished instantly. Like yeah. it really didn't last. It's local. What can you it's say? It's local. I've been really into Break the Ice this week. So comparing that amazing track to this, it's like, no, no. No, no, no. Leave me alone. Even stuff like Do You Want to Come Over, that song fucking goes off. I don't know. I don't know that. I'm not familiar with that text. I don't know what it's from, but it's, you know, current era Britney kind of. Right. Like Britney Jean or some shit like that. No, not Brittany Jean. Someone's Glory. screaming at him. Sorry. Whatever. Yeah. Someone at home is like, you fucking faggots. Yeah. Yeah. We like her too, honestly. We like her. Yeah. Free her. We like her too. Free her, but not to make this kind of music. Free her yeah, to like make. Who's getting the royalties? Yikes. Yeah. Probably her dad. Probably her papa. <laughs> her papa. Anyway, can we move on, please? <laughs> <laughs> this is a speed round, so we'll be moving on. Thank God I love this next song so much. You do? Oh, interesting. To cleanse my palate. But this is Blady with Mechatalk, who I guess is the producer. I always forget. I don't think Mechatalk sings. No, I don't think he does. On the flip side, a straight guy is yelling now. I don't know <laughs> the answer to that. And this song is called God. And it's interesting because it's so high tempo. And it's, in fact, maybe not a sample, but clearly alluding to a song we mentioned a couple weeks ago called All Around the World. And in a classic kind of Hot Local Singles moment, I called it Around the World, and you thought I was talking about Daft Punk. But no, it's actually called All Around the World by ATC. That's the like group that sang it back in the day. And to me, I mean, they say all around the world in this. Blady does, I mean. Right. And it's a fucking bop. Like, it's another Eurodance throwback. And I... It's exactly what I want. What can I say? I don't think I love that as much as you seem to be loving it. You can't listen to it off your laptop. It's not the right way. I also think my tolerance for like this kind of like auto-tuned hyperpop is getting like, like it's getting saturated a bit. Calling Blady hyperpop, there's something wrong about that. (laughs) But I mean, you know what I mean? A lot of the elements of that, like the auto-tuned vocals, the like super... He's like an old head at this point. Exaggerated, saccharine pop elements of it are hyperpop-ish. Let's just say that. Hyperpop-ish. So you're saying he's hopping on a trend? No, I think this song didn't do the effect <laughs> on me that it could have had because I've been listening to a lot of that kind of music. Oh, I love this song. Fuck. I wish the chorus was about God. Like, I haven't heard the word God in it, you know? Yeah. But I love it. God. God, I love it. It's hot for me. <laughs> Are you going to call it local? Be no, I think it's hot. I think it's hot. It is new for him, though. The tempo alone. I'm not an expert on how you pronounce his name. Blady. Blade. Blade. I literally thought it was Blade. Sure. Why I'm willing to give it hot is because it's like one of those song, rare songs that are able to like be bangers while having some sort of like emotion to it. Like it's not just like a banger. It also has like a bit of like 
It makes you feel something. So I kind of like that about it. Not everyone can do that with autotune. It's true. Yeah, exactly. But I think, I think it's hot, but I don't think it's going to be something that people will be talking about for months to come. It won't be played at graduations, funerals. and <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> okay, we have another song. Hitman by Kelly Rowland. You mean? Hitman by Kelly Rowland featuring the NFL. <laughs> Literally featuring the nat- National Football League. I want to yeah. say league. I can't imagine what else it would be. It's league, yeah. So you added this, which is interesting, because we've skipped over Kelly songs in the past. Which is why I added it. Against my will, to an extent. But also, it's like, yeah, at a certain point, it's just kind of good music. But there's not always a lot to say about good music. I know, I know. I hate yeah. to say it. So, like, for example, Crazy, that ended up on the Hot Local Singles Awards, mm-hmm. which you should vote in for, I believe, local smash of the year. But anyways, this one's called Hitman. This, to me, alludes to her old song, Work. Dare I say even the Freemasons remix. There's a similar, like, she has a flow happening, and it reminds me of that. It's kind of good. It's kind of good, but it's kind of like whatever. It doesn't really make an impact. I don't think, I just feel like it's, it actually reminded me a lot of what Beyonce has been putting out recently. Yeah. Which is, like, really unfair to always be comparing Kelly Rowland to Beyonce, but there's, like, trumpet-heavy... Yes. Pop R&B type music that is just like meant to be played by like a marching band or like at a huge stadium, like at a huge stadium show, like right. the Super Bowl or whatever. Yeah. I think in that sense, it's a really good song. Like it, it does the job pretty well. I just don't think it's necessarily something that is like groundbreaking or anything. In yeah. our terms, that means that it's a local song. That is a good, it's a good local song. It's a good local song. Yeah. yeah. I basically agree. I think it's better than what you're implying, you know? It's not like, it's not we will rock you. It's better than that. <laughs> no, when I said that, I didn't mean it with like negative connotations. I was like trying to describe it, like just yeah, describe it. Yeah, but it's not, it's not like a roar either, you know? No, yeah, it's not. It's yeah. really not. It is no. just kind of good R&B, high tempo R&B or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to describe this tonight. You'll have to bear with me. No, same But I either. love a Kelly Rowland single. I really do. I almost always do. Yeah. And I love hearing her voice. I think it's a lot about her voice. I'm glad we've had her on the pod finally. <laughs> she should come on the pod. Kitty Rowland, if you're listening. Well, she just did. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Kelly. Um, <laughs> next song <laughs> is by Rina Sawayama, who we've had some like angry feedback about in terms of the awards voting. Uh, that's for another day. This song's called Lucid, produced by Blood Pop to everyone's dismay. Yeah, literally. What did you think? I mean, it does sound like a Chromatica outtake, doesn't it? I I was waiting for you to finish your sentence to say this is the sequel to Stupid Love. There's nothing. Stupid Love. Yeah. There's nothing. I think it's like, listen, I'm not a big Rena fan, but I know there's a lot of people out there who are really big stands because they love Sawayama, like the new album. Yeah. And that album was noteworthy, at least it like, got everyone's attention because it really like featured some really crazy like early 2000s and like metally, by metally I mean like metal, like rock metal production. <laughs> Essentially it stood out because it was really different from most things that are out there. Like it is in the end of the day, like Slater meets whatever, but it was different. This on the other hand, I think she's undoing any goodwill that she had from Sawayama by releasing this. Sorry. This like completely flavorless and like vapid Lady Gaga throwaway song. I'm I'm sure Blodpop wrote this for Lady Gaga and she was like, oh, we'll pass on that. And then Mm -hmm. he gave it to Rina. I mean, I'm not sure. 
I just don't like the song at all. It's supposed to be like the meaning of it is supposed to be about like lucid dreaming and stuff, but mm-hmm. I I don't like it. I don't like the song. I am against any song that snatches the chorus away from the female vocalist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it like becomes the producer who actually owns the chorus, I always totally. hate that. We talked about this ages ago with a song that you like that does that, uh, Lean On. Lean On with, yeah, Major Lazer and Mo. I mean, Major Lazer almost, dare I say, spearheaded it in a way. Yeah, yeah. it's not a Mo song, M.O. song. It's, it's a Major Lazer song, so that makes sense for that. Yeah, but even like her other hits, like Final Song, I believe has a similar like kind of squealing, screeching chorus that I, I often like. That. I don't really like this one. Yeah, like I... Especially because the chorus like loops once. It's like a really mm. long kind of breakdown for no reason. But I don't know. I don't think it's that offensive. I mean, I don't really care. Like to me, Rena was never actually thrilling. So it's like for her to just do kind right. of like a normal good pop song, I don't really Makes sense. I don't really care. Yeah. It's fine. I think I hate it because it's so mediocre and uninspiring. Like a, to me, I'd rather I'd rather she give us like a completely bad song like Chosen Family than do something that is just like <laughs> like so boring. Um, so yeah, that's why like I'm so, have such strong feelings about it. You can vote for Chosen Family for um, you the EW of the Year Award, the EW not what we were looking for award. <laughs> Or something. These titles, I swear to God, yeah. they don't transfer well to audio. <laughs> no. But yeah, Lucid is local and I hate the chorus. I hate what you were describing. I hate when it's just like, it reminds me of like Barbara Streisand. Do you remember that song? No. It's obviously not the same. I don't know what that is. Oh, fuck. <laughs> there was a song, you remember if you listen to it, it was like, I think 2011 and... And it was like, I think the people from Chromio, is that the name of that band? Oh my lord, A-track yeah, or something? Montreal. Yeah. Anyways, the song was like, they said Barbara Streisand. It's like, do 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 Oh, I thought you meant actual Barbara Streisand. No, no, no. Okay, no, no, no. I remember yeah, that yeah. song. Duck Sauce. So, yeah, yeah, that. So what I hate is a chorus that is so reliant on like... Removing the human from the song. Yeah. And especially when it's like such a gimmicky like... And like awful sounding like synth vibe. That's what I hated yeah. about Bad Guy. I remember I remember saying that when we rated it at the beginning of mm-hmm. that was like early pod years, wow. early pod times. But yeah, yeah, this is to me local and sucks. I am like really coming down sucks. against Rena tonight. Yeah. All right. Sorry, Rena. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> You're not part of our chosen family, Rena. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. I'm quoting the poll. I'm yeah, quoting the election. <laughs> when, when, whenever we do the award show, that's how we have to present it. So the, it has to be really extreme. Like, so the, ew, award. <laughs> <laughs> like, it has to early be like, 2000s, ew. Yeah, yeah. It has to be like SNL-ish vibes of like sketch comedy, sort of. Oh, great. Yeah, the listener will love that. If there's one thing the listener loves, it's, <laughs> it's SNL. SNL sketch comedy. <laughs> 2020. Okay, we should talk about an album. We should talk about two albums. I'll say yeah, it. This is called Plastic Hearts. It's by a little-known artist named Miley Cyrus. <laughs> a little indie rock artist? She's kind of big. She's getting there. <laughs> she decided to do some rock music. How do you feel about rock music, Juan? I... No, no, I'm kidding. I feel, <laughs> I like I like rock music. I like a good rock song. I was one of those... Uh, I'm a... I'm a late millennial, so I think a lot of late millennials in our like early teen years, we had like anti-pop sentiments when yeah. indie rock was like the vibe, and we would listen to like the yeah yeah yes formative 
feelings. Yeah. Even the strokes a bit earlier on. So I do like rock music and I'll go off by, I'll start by saying that I liked Plastic Hearts quite a bit. The full album. In the past, we've talked about Miley Cyrus and her rock era. And I personally dragged her, what's the name of that song? The Blondie song. Her Blondie cover of Heart of Glass because I hated it. I think she destroyed the grooviness and the smoothness of that song. She just completely ruined that. Uh, The issue with that song carried on into this album, by which I mean is that Miley tries too fucking hard. Miley, specifically in this era, she's trying to tell us so much that she has this like amazing music taste that she's not letting the music just speak for itself. Yeah. That being said, there's a lot of songs in this album that I really like. Plastic Hearts, the title track. The chorus has like a really cool melody. And then the, I don't even know what to call it, like a post-chorus vibe also has a really good melody. Hmm. It's like, I'm not saying it. I always do this on the phone. <laughs> it starts and then I like retract. I really love Bad Karma, which also made it onto our award nominees. That was all my doing. Sorry, For best collab of the year. I really love Bad Karma, and I love the ballads on this. I really think the ballads are really well. There's a lot of emotion in this album that I think translates really well, and I really love. Wow, that was really heartfelt. Thank you, Juan. Overall, (laughs) the album is like a media... No, overall, the album is a good album, but it's not... I wouldn't, it would never make my top 10 list of anything. Mm. But it's a really good album, I think. It's content. So is it hot or local? <laughs> local. Local. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Local, local yeah. yeah. Thanks <laughs> for saying that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't like it at all. Like, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I don't want to hear that at all. <laughs> get that rocker chick off my TV. Yeah. I don't get the references. I don't, I don't get it. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know why she's doing it. She has a lot of like drag queen mentality in the sense that mm. it's all about references. It's all about like, oh, I'm referencing this. Oh, I'm referencing that. For the yeah. people who unfortunately watch RuPaul Drag Race, you'll know that on the runway, the drag queens will always be like, oh, this is a reference to this. And it's like, sweetie, this is not fashion school. No one cares about the reference. It has to look good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of her problem too. It's like, I don't care what references you have. It has to be a good music on its own. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, I agree. None none of it took me there personally. I remember like my ears like turning up or whatever during Bad Karma, but I listened to it again more recently and I don't really get it anymore. Like none of it's sticking. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it's for. I don't want to hear it. And that's that. It is local though. Pretty scathing. So you're right about one thing. (laughs) (laughs) No, I must disagree. I think the the album has moments that are really worth its existence, like Plastic Hearts, Angels Like You, Give Me What I Want. No, it should exist. That's not what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I really don't care. Like, if she didn't do this, we'd be like, why isn't she mixing it up? You know? Yeah, like, right. why isn't she doing something new? Yeah. We meaning, like, everyone but me, because I'd be like, <laughs> this is perfect. <laughs> you queen, do whatever you want. Well, But no, every other gay man and girly would be like, we already did the guitar era, you know? Like, now do something new. Well, I, I just hear... want another Malibu. I just want another yeah. Younger Now DJ Premier remix, you oh, know? Crazy. Like, whatever. Like, I don't I don't know. It's baffling, frankly. I did hear someone say something similar, not in relation to Malibu, but Ross from Twitter fame. I forget what his ad is. But if you're listening to, to this podcast, you probably know who I'm talking about. Ross Leonardi. He tweeted that he preferred uh she is coming the she is coming era i don't really know what that is catitude yeah we rated it like literally our first episode. oh dead pets 
No, 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 no. After after Malibu, she had an EP where she did um, a song with RuPaul. Oh, right. I think I stopped paying attention. Like, that is just barely a memory for me. It was way more poppy. Um, and I, I watched a lot of interviews with her this week, and she was saying that she had three EPs lined up to come out hmm. that sort of explored her relationship with Liam. Um, what's hmm. his name? Liam. Sounds really boring. Hemsworth? Yeah. Uh, and then they broke up, so she was like, this is no longer timely, no longer like applies <laughs> to my life. Scrap the three EPs and then release this instead. Catazine. We talked about this last pod that I like the way that she commits to an era. I mean, she did yeah, like yeah, a country yeah. era. She did a black, quote unquote, urban era. Her black era, yeah. <laughs> her black era, yeah. And her now Mike she's really will. committed to this rock era, but it works for her in good and bad. Like some of those covers are, have been so embarrassing, just like completely unnecessary. Also, stop, stop. Miley, stop. <laughs> it's been like eight remixes now or eight covers now. Like, stop. I know. Well, I've said it before, but I do feel like she leans on rock music of the classic variety whenever she feels like she needs attention and yeah. acclaim. And yeah. it works. So I can't really yeah. blame her, but I can also justify not listening to it very easily. Yeah. Like, can I want to listen to Blady. <laughs> I need to find a man who's into that. <laughs> Good luck. I'm going to fucking that. go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty of men on Twitter.com that will do that. Hmm. That's a good point. Wait, my last thing that I was going to say about Miley, you said classic rock, and I think that's a problem. In 2020, mm. no one cares about like Joan Jett, although that song is great. But if you're going to do this kind of like rocker chick era, if you actually want it to be hot in our terms or cool in other people's terms, you All have right. to like reference. <laughs> like 2000 stuff or something that is like cooler like no one cares about 80s rock anymore it's right like, it's like dad rock and like dad rock couldn't be any less cool nowadays everyone hates that shit that is what it sounds like to me you're right but also like my parents never listened to that so that's where there's a disconnect right. i think i grew up listening to jamiroquai like it's just we're not the oh, same that's crazy you know? <laughs> i grew up listening to queen and pavarotti like opera Pavarotti's it's a good guy <laughs> let's move on though shall we Rico Nasty released an album titled Nightmare Vacation, mm -hmm. which we haven't had that much time to sit with because it did come out like a day ago. Um, yeah. I personally love this just based of the singles that she had released leading up to it, specifically the like Dylan Brady slash um, Gex produced ones. Yeah. I was really into iPhone, Oh For Real. And then there's a new one called Let It Out. Not a new one, but on the album Let It Out that is Gex produced. Yeah. Let It Out stuck out to me, actually. All really fucking good. Um, and then the rest the rest is pretty good. The rest is more like classic Rico, although none of it is Kenny Beats, who had produced all of her shit before. So it's interesting that she's moving away from that. And I think it's cool because she did like two albums with that person. And I think it's time for her to like move on. And from what I listened to, I really liked some of the songs on this. And I I just really like Rico. I think that she brings a really like unique voice to female rap. How would you describe her voice? Her voice specifically, like her actual vocals are like vocals raspy and ass. Sound. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Her vocals are like raspy ass, like almost rock vibes in yeah. rap. That's yeah. how she came famous with Rage, which which was sort of like a rock vibe with rap. Yeah. And her like voice in terms of her point of view, I would say just like completely crackheady in, like too much caffeine, yeah. But also always like hook laden. Like the thing about Rico is that she always has hooks, even though it's so rougher on the edges and it can be abrasive to listen to. She will always come back with like a hook and like a melodic 
freezing. So I really like that about her. She's funny too. That's a good thing about her. Snaps to that. Let it out, I noticed. I thought it was a little on the nose. Like it's about like screaming and letting it out. And she mm. literally is screaming throughout it. I was like, if the chorus of this was whispered, I would just love it, you know? Yeah, I imagine that would be a guy. A l- little bit of contrast. Yeah. Like it would have been, yeah. The like dissonance between that would have been really cool. Yeah, you're right. Because she's just like, yeah. Not only does she say scream even let it out she also has herself screaming in the background as vocal runs so it's like yeah i mean that's kind of her thing maximal but for me i can't really i can't really take too much of it but then it's also funny to see her on a song like back and forth with amine how quickly Mm. she snaps into like featured female rapper (laughs) you know like that's his song like i don't know what that song's about but she doesn't sing on it until like a minute in yeah you're right i'm listening to it right now and you're right yeah and it just sounds so normal when she does come in, you know? Like, she's not screaming. She's kind of even-keeled. But then the rest is fucking crazy, yeah. So, I don't know. It's not really my my fave. I need more time with it, to quote a queen. You're absolutely right. I think her, like, especially listening to a Rico Nasty album from top to bottom is... I listened to it, but I didn't do it from top. Like, I had to pause it and do something else and then come back right. to it. I think... Though that is what gives her edge, the fact that it's like so, like, essentially experimental. I mean, in a way, it is a bit of experimental rap. No one is doing what she's doing. The way she raps is crazy. It's a long album for one idea, though. And at the end of the day, the idea hasn't changed much from Nasty, which was her first album in 2018, till today. Yeah. She, which is why I really like that she's collaborating with different people now, specifically, like, to me, iPhone and Oh, for real, some of the best shit that she's done. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And some of the catchiest stuff too. So I think she should just keep pushing that because Gex does a similar kind of music, which is very maximalist, very abrasive, but because they auto-tune her vocals, it makes it much more listenable to like the general audience. What if like, what if that Mariah Carey song that came out, Oh Santa, with like Ariana and Jennifer, what if that had Rico Nasty on it? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I really need to, I need to be excited about something. Like, no, <laughs> yeah, this yeah, is really yeah. doing it for me, you know? No. And you're right, that, like, culture nowadays, like, even this Mariah and Ariana collab is so predictable. Like, we knew oh, that was going to happen at some point. I but, said this on Patreon, but they literally share a whistle note. Like, yeah. what year is it? Do something it's, different. <laughs> Do something new. Such a, like, a manufactured moment. Like, immediately, like, even before the song came out, there was already, like, an edited video of just them harmonizing vocal notes. It's like, oh, yeah. Oh, they're harmonizing the whistle notes. It's like, obviously, you knew that people were going to respond to this. And that's why yeah. you did it. Okay, here's the vibe The Miley album needs Rico. Yes. The Rico album needs Joan Jett. <laughs> okay, this is AR Live. This is happening. And then. And then someone needs a hundred gecks, but I don't know who. <laughs> someone out there has never thought of it, but needs it. No, I think gecks. I think actually gecks are pretty. I think I'm done with gecks producing other people's music. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Except for Rico, I love Rico. I think she brings something interesting to the pop landscape. This album is not a ten, but I'm glad she's putting it out, and I'm sure I'll like some new tracks moving on. But for now, I'll give it a hot. It has to be hot for me, too. It has to be hot. And I recommend people listen to it. Once again, not a value judgment, more of like a vibe. A description. And demographic. Yeah. Okay, a few more singles for you, the listener, coming up. And then that's it. So let's start. 
first one up is perhaps the worst single of the night. It's titled In the Morning by also indie artist by the name of Jennifer Lopez. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, the song's wretched, yeah. Not to Um, be ageist, but retire. Like at this point, just retire, J-Lo. Like, it's been, I think, a decade since J-Lo released anything that anyone's cared about. Since like her Pitbull days. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I honestly think that era for a lot of artists ended their career. Like I think Usher's career ended yep. after doing EDM. And it seems like both Pitbull and JLo are over commercially since doing totally. EDM. Like this song is really bad. I would even argue that Katy Perry sort of went off like uh, after a bit mm. of... She didn't do EDM in the same way, but around the same time period was when she... I'm thinking more like... No, sorry, it's this different. Is, yeah, it's different. But I'm thinking more like historically, I feel like after 2014, all the pop stars that we had died. Yeah, that's true. Like after that, all the main girls became nothing. But anyways, that's not the point. Let's go back to JLo. I was thinking for like Usher and JLo, it's more like yeah. 2010 ruined them. Like yeah. the beginning of that decade, maybe 2009. Well, they were huge at that time. They were huge. They're like, huge. On the floor was huge. But then after that, it's like, what do you do? You sold out so irresponsibly yeah. yeah on the cheapest hits possible right exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah like if you hear stuff like on the floor these days or just like her other songs with pitbull you don't even remember the verses like yeah. it's so bizarre to hear them when they come on because they're just not iconic on the floor is like so bad that it even features that awful trope of like naming cities <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> london to africa africa <laughs> is a city in pop music africa is a city <laughs> No, not Africa. Africa. <laughs> Africa, yeah. Anyways, In the Morning is a song about J-Lo telling her lover to appreciate her, not just for her body, but also her personality. Brain. And to do so, <laughs> to do this, she appears naked in the cover of the of the single. She does. No, no judging. Her body, her choice. Mm-hmm. Also, her vocal cords, her choice, but her choices were bad. This song sucks. <laughs> Did you say and, her vocal cords? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Her vocal cords, her choice. What I hate the most about the song, and the only reason I put it on, is that it has a really interesting thing, which I kind of call like a trailer of the song. So the first five seconds of the song is like a sneak peek of the chorus, then jumps into verse, and then the chorus comes back. And it reminds me a lot of like, you know how trailers nowadays have like a trailer within a trailer? Like a five-second really quick, like for movies yeah, on Twitter? Yeah. Yes, exactly. I know what you mean. And the song does that. It's the same logic. It'll be like three explosions and then exactly. close-up faces and then trailer premiering now. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And then yeah, the trailer yeah, yeah. starts. Yeah. And this song is the same vibe. It's the same vibe. So to me, that just seems so corporate. Like obviously someone in the AR department of whatever label she's with was like, have you guys seen what they do with movie trailers now? We should do that. And it's <laughs> all about all about hooking the listener within two yes. seconds. Because We've never talked about that trope before, but it definitely happens. Yeah, yeah. Like instead of any kind of intro, it's just like kind of a muffled version of the exactly. chorus. Yeah. That kind of fades in and then the verse starts. Totally. That's funny. It's very streaming era. It's like to hook people. When the chorus is this bad, it's like nothing is going to save it. <laughs> yeah. The song fucking sucks. It really also Local. proves to me how hard Christina Milian was working. Behind the scenes. And Ashanti, and Ashanti. And Ashanti, and to an extent, Emery, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Emery was the only one who was like, fuck J-Lo, and was like, at least trying to like escape that a bit. Because she really, whatever, this is not a history lesson, but she released one thing without permission because she didn't want J-Lo to steal it from her. 
I mean, I'm sure we've said that before because we say we all the same shit every day. But <laughs> no, don't say that. Bleep that out. Bleep that out. <laughs> Anyways, local. Local, yeah, and that's fine. I just don't have to listen to it. Yeah. Next song. You added this one. I added this one. Yeah, this is a Dylan Brady production. Say it with yeah. me. <laughs> uh, it's called Football Game by Silver Sphere. Now, I have to be honest. I know nothing about Silver Sphere. Me either. Twitter user Body of My Own, mm-hmm. which is obviously. Obvious for some people. XCX Stan. A Charlie XCX reference and Stan, yeah, exactly. Posted it and said, Dylan Brady never misses or something. And, you know, we can debate that all night. <laughs> you don't have to. But this song, Football Game, is very good. It's very teen. Yep. It's about a football game at school. Um, Americana, I would even argue, <laughs> what it is. And I love this melodically. I like it. I remember listening to it and like immediately being like shocked by the line that she says something like roadhead or something like that. Um, right. I think it's really funny. I think it's like kind of like scandalous, but kind of fun to see like a young up and coming pop star play with sex like that. Yeah. Um, and I liked it. I don't, yeah, I liked it quite a bit. I think it was pretty fun. I think it's so catchy, at least yeah. the lyrics of it. And that melody, like the chorus, I would argue, is that kind of dehumanizing EDM chorus. Yeah. That really is no different than like a major laser thing, mm-hmm. really, when you listen to it. So I do blame Dylan Brady for that, and I've blamed him for that before. Mm. I need the men to like respect a female lyric and a female vocal and a female chorus. Or just a chorus, you know? Like, just respect yeah, the chorus, yeah. period, respect, really. No, literally, that's how I feel, too. You can even do that shit after the chorus, I think, I mean, I think you could argue it's a post-chorus, but I still think it's so fucking brash that it overtakes the chorus, you know? Yeah, yeah. It ends up being all about Dylan Brady, which I can't stand when producers do that. Yeah. My only thing with this song, which is very similar to what I said with uh, Bla- Blady song, <laughs> I literally was about mm-hmm. to say Blade, <laughs> and this is more of a contextual thing, not the song itself, but within this like sea of similar vocals, it becomes a bit more like a bit like, oh, I've heard I've heard this before. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's just a matter of like, I think I think she shows promise and this is what her probably her like second single. I'm sure she'll do interesting stuff moving on. Oh, she has an album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> There's some stuff, yeah. She has a literal is. album, yeah. Football game by Silver Sphere is hot. Yeah, it's pretty hot. And by the way, we do not expect you to know what that song is. So we have everything on a playlist for you. It'll be linked. Right. And we should mention that we don't play music on the pod anymore. Mm-hmm. We can't. But if you miss it, let us know and maybe we can figure something out. Yeah. We're trying to explain it better because it's hard to have it on, like, in the recording because it is not allowed by law. <laughs> Who? <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, if you really miss it, let us know and we'll, like, try to find a way. But I think you guys won't miss it that much. But do let us know, please. It's a collaborative effort, this podcast. Yes, exact, exact, exact. Playing music would help with a song like Football Game, but also mm-hmm. I would argue with a song like Slow Dancing by Ali and AJ. Yeah. Because people know Ali and AJ for like kind of Disney Channel era. Totally. Pop, rock, bops. But this is like almost country pop. Yeah, country. I don't know about country. Let me listen to it again. I love this song. I, I love can't it, right? I love Crazy, it. yeah, same. I was wondering what you think about it. It's very, it's a very slow tempo song with the lyrics. I don't know what they're about, but essentially it's 
straddles no, sorry. A li- it's kind of jazz. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Straddles a line between like, it's not a ballad, but it is slow like a ballad. But there's no like... I don't know what it is. ballad vocals. Essentially, it's... Maybe I've never heard anything like it. Hold on. <laughs> it definitely has like a guitar vibe, which was why I see what you would say country. I don't, see, I don't think it's country though. Like if anything, I would say R&B. Is that crazy? I'm having a lot of trouble understanding like what it is and I've heard it before and like the thing about good music is when you like it it doesn't fucking matter what it yeah, exactly. is about yeah. you don't need a frame of reference yeah. and especially because I don't have a frame of reference for Ali and AJ like I never really cared like no one has a frame of reference for what they do now but my oh, only frame of reference know Ali and is, AJ I, oh oh the potential breakup song I don't I don't know oh, what that is oh well you need I a, played it this week for this song, slow no, dancing. you need an education, Joshy. That is like one of Why? the bangers of the 2000s. Why don't I know what that is? This is the potential break. But like, why do I also song. not know what the Cheetah Girls are? You know, like oh, yeah. I learned about them like this month. Like, I don't why think I don't think Ali and AJ were Disney Channel. Maybe they were. I don't know. Potential breakup song though is a banger in its own right, within or without the Disney Channel. But anyways, what I was actually, now that you mentioned the, their past, I was going to say this is a really great song that I really enjoyed. I think it's hot just because it's so left field for Ali and AJ to be doing this. I think it's a shame though, because like they're never going to live up the potential breakup song. I feel like they're kind of stuck in that one hit wonder situation. Hmm. But for the listener, it's a really good song. Just listen to it and you probably listen to it a couple of times, enjoy it, maybe toss it after, but it's good music. It's like folky, but then it sounds like that group Rye, like R H Y E in caps. Like vocally, it's like kind of soft. It's really interesting. I mean, it's not interesting. It's just nice, but I really like it. Like, wow, what's happening to me? Should I listen to folklore? Literally, I was going to say, it's like a bit like Lana, not to bring some Lana again, but in the sense that like there's like guitar instrumentation throughout but it's not necessarily mm. like super folky and even though Lana is folky now but she used to be she used to have guitars without being super folky right. so this is kind of that I think vocally is what can distinguish folk from like not folk and that sentence is why people listen to this podcast <laughs> <laughs> and with that Ali and AJ is rated certified hot by the hot local singles faggots yeah okay fine so last single of the night, we did so many. I feel good. I can keep fucking going. Should frankly. we just do all of the discography on Spotify? <laughs> all of today's top hits on Spotify, <laughs> like top of bottom. <laughs> It'll be all Sean Mendes. We just released an album and we conveniently forgot to include it. We did. Uh, it sucks, yeah. Ew of the year. Literally. Oh, we didn't include him. We forgot. I guess no one even cares, though. It's not even worth it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, last song. I'm going to introduce last it. Song. How about that? No, I'll introduce it. You don't know how to read <laughs> Oh, I can't say that. It's words. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bad Bunny. It's called La Noche de Anoche by Bad Bunny and... Okay, I could have said that. La Rosalia. Yeah, I could have said that. It's pretty easy. So Bad Bunny has his millionth album out. And there's another song on it with Abra, and she sounds exactly like Bad Gal on it, which is really interesting. It's called Sorry Papi. That's <laughs> not what we're talking about. This one's with Rosalia. To me, like, they're the same. I don't exactly, know. Like, exactly, I don't exactly. like the album, but the ones me with either. Abra and Rosalia are pretty good. They're pretty great. I included this song on the playlist just because I saw that Bad Bunny was the most played artist on Spotify this year. Shocking. Wow. More than Taylor Swift, more than The Weeknd, more than Drake. 
So I thought I thought that was pretty momentous. I was like, okay, that means people care about Bad Bunny. We should discuss it really quick. Mm-hmm. As someone who grew up with reggaeton, the genre is extremely repetitive. And yeah. the genre, the songs after you have had after you have listened to it for a bit, they all melt in, melt into each other. They're all the same fucking bullshit. So yeah. to care about an album that is the third album that yeah. someone puts out within one year. <laughs> Really fucking hard. <laughs> I mean, it's impossible, yeah. It's impossible, yeah. Like, I don't blame gays for, like, seeing Bad Bunny wearing the nails and the earrings right. and stuff. Yeah. And then, like, putting out three albums that sound exactly the same and are, like, very straight. And being like, what the fuck is this? Like, you know, Harry Styles type backlash. Yeah. But I think Bad Bunny needs to do an all-women feature album. That'd be cool, yeah, yeah. Like, whenever he does, it's so good. I really like him. Like, I like him as an ingredient in other things. Right. And a great example of that is Undia One Day, which mm-hmm. is him, J Balvin, Dua. and Dua Lipa. And Dua Lipa sounds amazing on that chorus. And she's a nominee, by the way, for Collab of the Year in the first annual Floppy Awards that yeah, you can vote that's for now. That's is. She's also a nominee for Album of the Year and Local Smash of the Year. She's all over, to be honest, all over, yeah. yeah. But Bad Bunny, yeah, I mean, he just, like, it's all about quantity with him, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah, totally. He's, like, raking it in, though, honestly. Like, these play counts are out of this world. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of the thing about reggaeton and this kind of music is that it's not necessarily music for you to like play the album and pour over it and analyze each song mm-hmm. it's much more just music that it gets played at a bar and you get to play from the beginning to the end without having to change the album if that yeah, makes sense yeah those people need music or i mean when bars existed they needed music. Yeah, when bars existed yeah and i don't know i mean i think this song in particular because i guess we're talking about the song it's pretty local i mean bad bunny couldn't get more local yeah I think it's time, like he experiments so much with his aesthetic. Like he literally right. did drag in one video, but yeah. his music is so plain and formulaic. Yeah. It's time for him to step it up. Well, here's what I'll say about Sorry Pappy, which is the Abra feature. Her line is, Sorry Pappy, I can't be your mommy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Um, I think it's hot. She's saying, I can't be with you. I'm sorry. Right. That reminds me of, actually, I need to retract something that I said earlier in the podcast, that J-Lo hasn't done anything since Pitbull. Actually, her song, I Love You, Poppy, from like oh, 2000. Love. Really fucking good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good. Amazing, yeah. yeah. That, what was that, like 2015, maybe? I think so, yeah. Something like that. That really yeah. went off. It really was really good, yeah. I remember being the only person who liked that in my like immediate social circle. <laughs> That's it's because I'm a Latin fan. Yeah, you are. I'm a Latin fan. supporter. That's why you have me on your podcast as your guest every week. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm obsessed. It's a fetish. Yeah, we're the most diverse <laughs> podcast out there. That's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can end the show on that, I think. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's local and that's it. For the singles. I actually had a great time today. That was a really fun... Yeah, it was really fun, actually. ...little thing that we just did together. That's it. We really want you guys to keep voting on Mm -hmm. the award show. We're really happy with everyone's response. People seem to like it. The nominees and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) And stuff. Once again, there's another category in Patreon Mm -hmm. for Patreon subscribers. So 
you know, look into that. It might be something you want to sign up for. <laughs> Maybe we want to like, give them like a little bit of a, you were mentioning like a sneak preview on what's happening in the categories maybe there has been a ton of movement yeah i would be willing to give a little sneak peek yeah if you made it so, so far, far into the episode you deserve a reward yeah yeah so we okay. won't do the big the big categories i don't think right, right now the slay yes mama award is so fucking funny it's so let's, fucking funny let's list like some of the top slay yes mama yeah. ones so halsey is killing this category yeah 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 halsey wishes 9-11 <laughs> Upon the World Trade Center. <laughs> She's killing it. Uh, and then HRH has been... So, as we said, there's been so much movement. HRH, ha HRH had, like, the lead for the longest time. And then yeah. sometime after Wednesday, Halsey took over the category. We were talking about earlier... I don't know if we did in the main show, but we were talking about how the K-pop stands were, like, invading our safe space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that the was, poll got around. I think yeah. it was shared somewhere. And that was particularly the case with the collab of the year category where like literally prior to Wednesday, Arca and Rosalia were completely eviscerating everyone else in the category. And yeah. then within minutes, Lady Gaga and Blackpink somehow took over. And not only that, Folklore got a huge boost. I told you that would happen though. Katy Perry as a flop got a huge yeah. boost, which I think is a local opinion. It is. I mean, yeah, I'm not making a value judgment on... The voters, I would never do that. We would never do but that. But it is something that I'm saying so that if you have taste, you'll send it to all your friends and get them to vote yeah, yeah, exactly. very soon. If you haven't very voted, I don't know what the fuck you're waiting for. The first annual floppies. Yeah. Do you not understand? This is like bigger than the Grammys. We will have the weekend performing at our award yeah. show. And that's a promise. <laughs> yeah, he said yes. But he's <laughs> he's going to have to bring Sabrina Claudio. <laughs> <laughs> not Sabrina Claudio, all people. Um, That's a Christmas reference from the pre-show. <laughs> we should probably end it. It's getting messy. <laughs> yeah, it's getting messy. We're like, I'm not, we're not even drunk. We're just messy. But yeah, anyways. Yeah, we have a lot coming up. So, mm -hmm. you know, stick with us. We'll see you next week on Patreon. The week after that, the award show. And we'll keep you updated on everything else. Yeah. We love you. Don't forget. Bye. <laughs> Don't forget it. Okay. <laughs> Bye.